This is the Legacy United Methodist Podcast. It just always feels so cool when that light just in above me. Good morning, everybody. My name is Don. I'm one of your pastors here at Legacy, and thank you for joining us here in person and online this morning. We're going to continue in the book of Ruth, this, this short but powerful uh, four-chapter book in the Old Testament. So just a quick recap of, of what we've, uh, j- what we've uh, gone through so far in our journey in Ruth. Imelech and his wife, uh, Naomi, their two sons, moved from Bethlehem to Moab because of the famine that was going on in Judah. While in Moab, Emelech dies, and the two sons then marry, they, they marry Moabite women, Orpah and Ruth. Then later they, they also die, leaving these, these three women alone with nothing and, and no one to care for them. And one day Naomi decides that she and Orpah and Ruth should go back to Judah. But later during their journey, uh, she changes her mind and she tells the young women to, to go back, to go back to their mother's home uh, where they would be taken care of better. Naomi believed that God would care for them, would provide for her daughter-in-laws, but, but not in Israel. It would be very hard for them in Bethlehem. Ruth and Orpah were Moabite women. They would, they would then be immigrants. They would be the outsiders. And besides that, they were widows. Now, Orpah, she, she reluctantly accepted this, and she said goodbye, and she went back to, to Moab. There seemed really to be no other logical choice. Now, Ruth may have seen the logic in going back to Moab, but she made a different decision. Not only to stick with Naomi, but she also decided that she would follow Naomi's God. She had seen enough or heard enough about the one true God that she knew that even though she didn't understand this new God completely, she knew enough that she wanted to follow this God of Naomi, this God of Bethlehem, this God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, this God of Israel. And that was enough. So she stayed with Naomi. The book of Ruth would have contained only probably one chapter had it not been for the determination of Ruth. It was Ruth's unwillingness to think that this is it. This is as good as it will ever be. And it is that attitude that made it possible for her and Naomi to get a second chapter. It is in Ruth chapter 2 that we we find her resolve starts to bring reward. Now, you might feel today that that your life is stuck in your own chapter 1. Too many bad things are happening. There are too many things that are against you, that you are surrounded by discouragement. But just remember, just remember that chapter 2 always follows chapter 1. And our resolve and to remain steadfast brings reward. Now, being staunch 
is sometimes used to describe people who show a to show certain loyalties to things or to people. It's it's used to describe um, such things as like he's a staunch Democrat or a staunch Republican or they are staunch Vikings fans. Um, it suggests that you couldn't change their minds to, to cross the floor uh, to another political party, and there's no way you could get them to cheer for the Packers or Cowboys. I'm one of those. The, the football thing. In Psalms 51, David prayed to God that God would renew a steadfast spirit within him. He was actually saying... Renew a staunch spirit within me. The New Living Translation in your Bible says, Renew a loyal spirit within me. Being steadfast, staunch, or, or loyal is a huge issue today. It's tough to be steadfast when you look around and you, you see today's value systems so messed up. Or to be, be, be loyal when the creditors are all around and cash is tight and work is slow or, or gone completely. It's tough to be steadfast and, and hang on when relationships end badly, divorce, sickness, death, and death of a loved one. It's tough to be steadfast and trust God when, when life is scary, tough, and, and uncertain. If we are to keep it, to, keep it together when we, we feel like, like everything is falling apart, we need to learn the art and experience of steadfastness, of staunchness, of loyalty. Through her pain, Ruth learned the art of loyalty, steadfastness, and becoming staunch in her pursuit to take care of Naomi, and even more in her pursuit of God. Chapter 2 starts with, with Ruth asking Naomi if she can go out into the fields so that she can, she can pick up any grain that have been left behind by the harvesters. Now, this is an Old Testament uh, law that they are to leave some shafts on the, that have fallen on the ground for the poor. Naomi tells her to go, and just by chance, the first place she went to happened to be a portion of a field that belonged to a man named Boaz, who is from the family of Amalek. We pick up our story in Ruth chapter 2, starting with verse 4. Just then Boaz arrived from Bethlehem to greet the harvesters. The Lord, the Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they, they answered. Boaz asked the overseer of the harvest, who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, she is a Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning until now except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field, and don't go away from here. Stay here with the, with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting, and follow along after the women. 
I have told the men not to lay a hand on you, and wherever, whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. Now, it's important to understand how remaining steadfast is, is valuable in our, in our personal lives, but we also need to make sure that, that we are able to, to see the larger picture of, of Christ's church. We need to re, to understand our responsibility to, to be loyal to each other and to support one another in their pain and suffering as members of a Christian church. There should be no room for our, our, in our hearts for criticism or unkindness, for divided loyalties or, or personal bias. It is vital for our survival to, to remain steadfast through our, our difficult times and to remain loyal to, to God's leadership for the church. Hard times will come, but we must remember that steadfastness comes through pain. This doesn't mean that we should go out and ask for pain so that we can become and learn how to be steadfast. It is that God can use our pain and suffering to do a great work within us if we are humble and willing to receive it and look through the lens of His heart. Sir Edward Elgar, a renowned English composer, once listened to a young girl singing a, a solo of one of his, his many works. And her voice had just an exceptional an exceptional purity and, and clarity and range and, and an almost perfect technique to it. And when she had finished, Sir Edward said softly, she will, she will be really great when something happens to break her heart. Steadfastness comes through pain. Remaining steadfast comes through pain and it leads to change. Verse 10. At this she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of, her, of your husband. How you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with the people that you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you now have come to take refuge. Naomi had given Ruth permission to go and glean in Boaz's field. And while she was faithfully working, Boaz notices her. He inquired about her and listened as his servant shared why she was there and what she was doing. Knowing that story and why she was there, what she, was, what she had done for her mother-in-law, Seeing a woman who had, who had suffered much and was grieving, leaving her homeland, her family, and now laboring in fields for leftovers had an impact on him. So he approached her and he, he told her not to glean in any other field. 
He had charged his servants to look over her, to take care of her, make sure she had everything that she needed to do the work. Providence always follows loyalty. No doubt, no doubt God had led Ruth to that field because his ultimate plan of redemption for her. There is a, a complete change of, of character, investment, and priorities, and purpose when someone comes to know God per personally. This, this change, this transformation becomes com a, com a complete embodiment of the person and character of God. We have that same character traits. We live in the same family, have the same responsibilities, but we are different in our response to life. We embrace God's teaching and instruction. It, it, it matters that we live in obedience to Him because we live in His obedience and in His love. How amazing to realize that, that pain, the pain of our experience has just become a stepping stone to a, a changed life and a deeper life with God. The shift is radical. We awake to, to life's problems and, and expectations with a focus on God showing up. Our, off, our, our offensive behavior becomes wholesome and pure. Our rudeness becomes respect and self-sacrifice. It replaces selfishness with warmth, replaces coldness and indifference. I'm sorry. I'm, I missed a whole paragraph there. Big surprise. You expect that on my last, just telling Vicki when I started, I said, you expect that on my first sermon, but not on my last. We become different, a different you that draws people towards you instead of pushing them away. Remaining steadfast comes through pain. That pain leads to change, and that leads you down a road of peace. Who among us is not in need of some peace? Life is such that we often experience anxieties and fear and, and discontent in the way things are around us. Students now grappling with career choices, people experiencing emotional turmoil with retirement or, or post-retirement life purpose. Should I take this new job in today's uh, economic climate or stick with what feels safe and familiar and comfortable? There is anxiety with our children, our health, and, and aging. It can all come to a point where, where we want to just, just give it up. And why should I have to work so hard when I see everyone else around me not wanting to work hard or work at all? Colossians 3 offers this insight. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters. 
It's so important that we remain loyal to God and the task at hand, no matter what circumstance or outward circumstance appears to be, whatever the outward circumstances appear to be. When we learn to remain steadfast, we find perfect peace. The place to start is learning to be steadfast, learning to be that learning the steadfastness by learning to trust God. How can we learn to, to trust God when, when everything is going perfect in our lives? That's not always the way it works, is it? I mean, look at the times that you have prayed most passionately in your life, the times that you really dug into prayer. Was it the times when everything was going great? Or during the times of tough experiences, when problems were mounting? When problems come, pains come, hurts come, we give it to God and God takes that situation of our lives and and brings change. Sometimes the situation does not go away, but God is there and we know that, we feel that. What God promises But God promises that He will change you, our hearts, our focus, our vision. God strengthens our character. He he takes us higher to, to higher ideals. He teaches us the value of things that matter most. As these changes happen, we deepen our trust in God, and the end result is peace. Remaining steadfast comes through pain, and pain leads to change and is on the road to peace. Deciding to remain steadfast, loyal, and and staunch in our relationship with God, no matter what, leads to peace. No matter how uncertain life may feel for you right now, wherever you are, one thing is certain, no matter what you are facing. If you keep the perspective that God is still in control and work as if you truly believe this, God will providentially lead you to the place He intended long before the trials began. Don't give in when times are tough. Don't give up. Decide to stick it out. Be steadfast. Be staunch. Be loyal. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. Lord, I know right now in my life, Lord, there are many things going on. Many roads, many doors opening, many doors closing, and at times it's been scary. It can be easy to get caught up in that whirlwind of what's going on, and Lord, I know I can't be alone. But Lord, I do know that you are the God who is in control. Lord, fix our hearts. Fix our hearts. Give us steadfastness. 
bring us to our knees. Bring us to loyalty, Lord. Staunchness. Help us remember those times in the past, Lord, where we know you have brought us through. Help us to remember how you provided for Ruth and Naomi. How you've provided for us in the past, Lord. Give us that spirit of steadfastness so we we don't give up. We don't give in. We don't walk away. Times are tough. Things are hard. Change is hard. But you are the God who is always with us. And everything we do, Lord, help us to know that, that we are not working for man. We are not working for the people around us. We work to glorify you. From being a pastor to being a storekeeper to being a mom or a dad, we work to glorify you. Lord, we give it all to you. Lord, we ask this in your precious and your holy name. Amen.